Joe, why did the Scarecrow get the award? Why? He was outstanding in his field. It's, it's October, so I'm going to go with poorly uh, timed and told. Uh, no, those are properly timed, but poorly told. Poorly told. Uh, and poor jokes to begin with. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, Jim Gaffigan, could he really punch that one up? No. Okay, so it's just... The joke is dead. If you had like a Twinkie or something about <laughs> hot pockets. Oh, man. Uh, welcome to Carnival Personnel. This is Jacques. I'm Joe. And get ready for a yuck fest of... Uh, oh, what a week. Epi- epic proportion. Yeah. Nothing um, spells comedy like what happened last week in so, America. So we'll, we'll, we'll start with less awful up front. Okay. Um, so I just showed Joe an email... Our new friends, I will put them in friend status from the band Gold Star Boulevard. They're officially in the friend zone. They are officially in friend zone. And I might even uh, reach out and say, why don't you do a podcast with us before the next show we do together? When's that? Did I say next show together? Uh, Yeah, we're probably going to be playing a place called Uncharted in Lowell in December. Like... You know, I played Uncharted. You have played Uncharted. I played three of them. My uh, oldest has gone out as Halloween as Nathan Drake. Um, sadly, it's not that Uncharted. Mm. It's a art gallery, restaurant, club ish thing in Lowell. I guess they've been around for a while. Small, like ninety nine, you know, person venue. But people that I love, like. Um, Lou Barlow from Dinosaur Jr. and Sebado are playing there next month. Evan Dondo from the Lemonhead. So, and that 90s alt rock walk of fame, like, you know, they're, that's, that's a happening place in Lowell. Wow. So Lowell's becoming Seattle, Portland. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, you know, actually we used to, we, there was a couple clubs there that had a, had a day, you know, when we were playing all the time, you Lowell had a, and I, you know, I was going to say had, they probably still do have a vibrant, like, you know, college radio station. I just don't listen because I live more than three miles away. So I don't know if I get it. Uh, but yeah, so, so there, there was always some fun stuff, but that's a, that's a ways off. But the, uh, the reunion tour continues through the greater central mass area. You're like the who, you know, you, you say you're going to be retiring. It's the last of the, uh, the touring. And then all of a sudden, boom. Second leg. It, it, you know, just giving the fans what they want. Just giving the fans what they want. Um, More you. <laughs> More music? Less Ness. Uh, so we're going to talk <coughs> a couple people who have um, less than a firm grip on reality over like the next, uh, next hour or so. Um, but uh, Lindsay Lohan. Right. What about her? <laughs> Just, just out there helping the people. Really? Yeah, you know it's. Hey, there's two sides to every story. <laughs> what side do you take? I don't. I just learned about this when you sent me the rundown this morning. Honestly, uh, I, I was. I had so many other things to be sad about this week that, that her, this, this didn't even show up on my radar. That her maybe stealing children from a homeless woman, or maybe a homeless woman, or maybe. Just a woman sitting there with her kids. She identified them as she was in Moscow, and she live streamed herself on Instagram, uh, approaching this family that was in the streets of Moscow. She identified them as Syrian refugees, I believe, and then she started to speak to them in sort of an Arabic accent, which was weird. 
And I don't, maybe you can fill me in on like what the gist of the conversation was and what the means were, the, the oh. ends were, what happened? She at one point had said that, you know, the children shouldn't just be out here and, you know, she's happy to take them back to her. It was a mother, a father, and kids, right? Two, a couple kids. Yeah. Take the kids, you guys stay here, but I'm happy to take your kids back to my hotel room and let them watch movies for a few hours. Uh-huh. Date night. Date night. <laughs> yeah. Not, you know, take the shopping cart, you know, put it in the, uh, we'll valet the shopping cart. Don't worry. It'll be there when you come back. Uh, little sidebar here. Joe, what is the best part about dating homeless women? What? You can drop them off anywhere. <laughs> hey, but my cart's over. Here we are. But my car- Here we are. <laughs> I'm going to hell. <laughs> no, I'm dubbing in the laughter. You got to <laughs> give me hold time. for dubbed in laughter. Um. Oh man, you know what? Um, but what about Lindsay? So yeah, Lindsay Lohan did yeah, this she thing. Just and, uh, you know, just she thought she was trying to. But then, like, don't forget, you're 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 leaving off the payoff, which is when she eventually tried to physically manhandle one of the kids, and she got sucker punched by the mother, and rightfully so. Right, and then all of a sudden, she dropped her Arabic accent. Like, oh my god. I'm so shaken right now. I'm. I don't know what to do. I. I don't know what's. And you know, she goes back to regular crazy, regular Lindsay regular Lohan. crazy. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Not premium Lindsay Lohan. Regular unleaded. You know, Lindsay I, Lohan. I don't know why. What is she over there? You know, like is 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 she doing her own reboot of Parent Trap? Is that what this is? <laughs> right, it's more like Kid Trap, where she's trying to trip trap kids. Um, I know. It's poor yeah, she doesn't Lohan. even work for Ice. What? Uh, oh uh, yeah, right. Ice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't know she was. I such thought you a... meant vanilla ice. I'm yeah. sorry. That's the only ice I acknowledge. And cube. And, and see, can you say vanilla ice without it playing in your head? No. It, no. Okay. So if anybody through the rest of the podcast hears a faint vanilla ice, all right, in stop. the background, collaborate and listen. <laughs> ice is back with a brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo. I don't know. Turn off the lights, and I'll glow. To the extreme, I rock a Mac like a vandal. Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. All right. Dance to the speaker that booms. I don't know. I'm not going to come. No, I don't know. Wow. And I fucked up. I said Mac instead of Mike because I had uh, Reese's in my mouth. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody listening to the podcast was calling you out on an incorrect lyric from that song. Maybe Biff. No. If there's any white people that are in their 30s or 40s, maybe 50s. They know. They all know the words. Well, I, I was enjoying every bit of that, but yeah. So, so okay, let's. That, that was Lindsay too. Lohan that was a nut job? Up, too, uh, yes, that was too uplifting. Please bring us down further. No, Conan, you, uh, he yeah. announced his tour. Yeah. Um, I will not be here. Actually, it's not 100% confirmed. I'm going to say it's 90% confirmed, but November 1st through November 12th, our good friend Price is right, and I will be. In either Kuwait, Qatar, or Dubai on November 6th when Conan's in Boston. Getting a little R&R away from all this craziness in the U.S.? <laughs> I am, yeah. I think I talked about this, but taking a team from Ice Cube's Big Three on a seven or eight U.S. military base tour in Kuwait, Qatar. So I won't be here for Conan, but I take it you and the missus are probably going to go, maybe? I don't know. Probably not. I mean, I think she, my, my wife... That's from Borat. Remember Borat? Anyway, my wife will probably be busy with you know school and stuff, and we'll be busy uh, being poor because uh, this stuff costs money. But we did actually see Conan when he went on his tour when he got kicked off. Of, well, he quit NBC 
between you can't the, fire me. Yeah, I quit. Right. The what was it? The legally obligated to not be on television tour. So he came through Boston. Um, she got a picture with Conan, and I got a picture with Andy, and it was nice. But uh, probably we probably won't see it uh, this time around. Um, you know, once you've seen Conan once. You don't really want to ruin that experience with a second viewing. You know, you want that to be crystallized in your memories. How come you saw emo twice? Uh, You forced me to. Okay. All right. So now we'll get into the awful, but let's ease our way into the awful with some. Do you want to take a pill? Ease your way into it? Make Uh, it it less stressful? uh, So this week. As far as I'm concerned, as far as I believe I'm speaking for Joe, Joe is concerned, the the uh, the person who resides at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue is a laughingstock, and he went out of his way to prove he's a laughingstock this week. Yep. Uh, that's not a metaphor? No. <laughs> that That's not hyperbole? No. The world looked at him and uproariously laughed. Uh, but they were laughing with him, not at him, according to him. According to him. According to him, they were laughing with him, not at him. And according to Fox News, never happened. Right, and there was no laughter. They edited it out. Uh, so if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, Blotus uh, addresses the UN and says his administration has accomplished more in less than two years than almost any administration in history, to which the room erupted with, uh, with <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow, I'm trying to give a uh, visual well, yeah, cue. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's um, no laugh. Oh, there's is there laughter? There, there is laughter. Oh, but, right. you know, we've only had. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so what's great is like instantly it goes into spin. Like Hucklebag Sanders is like, no, they were laughing. He puts out a statement. No, they were laughing with me. But it was great. The look on his face. And credit where credit's due, like a good comedian who bombs and kind of goes with it. He's like, well, I didn't expect that response. No, of course you didn't expect the world to laugh at you because you surround yourself with sicker fans who tell you how great you are. And the one second somebody who can tell you you're great 99 times says, well, maybe we should think about doing this. And you're dead to me. <laughs> you're, you're fired. I never do. Loser. You know, uh, but yeah, it was great to see the world laugh at him. And, and um, I'm going to rebut that. Okay. No, it was not great to see the world laugh at Donald Trump. You were right. It is not great to see the world laugh at the president of the United States at the United Nations. Uh, that uh, that was disgraceful. It was awful. Uh, but it was just a reminder that uh, yes, we have to deal with this for yet another two years. Uh, the Mueller investigation can't complete fast enough. Uh, I don't. I say that only because it's the only thing that could possibly bring us closer to this shithead getting voted out in two years. There's no. He's not going to get impeached. I let's give up on that dream. Let's stop it already with the impeachment and the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Great. All right. Yes. Obviously, if there was a majority of Democrats in the House and the Senate, there might be. You know, a push for that, and you need a two-thirds thing, so right. it would have to be none of it's happening. Like he would have to, uh, he would literally have to like take a shit on a baby on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. Correction, a white baby. Oh, right, 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 right. Exactly, because how can you tell otherwise? <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So 
At least he followed up that embarrassment. By this week, he also had his first press conference, just his solo press conference in almost a year. And it went swimmingly. It went it went really great. Like and I love that it was timed just when the local news was kicking in, in around on the East Coast, you know, 5 p.m. It dominated the it it, it preempted the 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 local news coverage from 5 to 6:15. And it, it, what was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to talk about like some of his greatest hits uh, or some of his greatest hits. Um, but it, it truly, I didn't watch it in real time. I was actually doing stuff, but I forget what I was doing, but I was like looking at Twitter every now and then. And people were like, oh, my God, he truly, he like not trying to be funny, but I follow a lot of comedians. It's like a lot of different comedians I follow saying, wow, this is not funny. He really doesn't have a grip on reality. Or then there were some people like, oh, I hope everybody's watching this. This is absolutely brilliant to watch a meltdown on TV like this. Um, you know, he Please was, hit the key, the key points. He what? was talking about like, uh, you know, talking about the Kavanaugh um, hearings and stuff like that. And, and, and the upcoming. The Kavanaugh. upcoming at the time yeah. hearings and they want to more investigations it's like well you know what george washington probably wouldn't have been elected had uh had we looked into his background what you so you're gonna sit there and now try to say every white guy ever has done awful things and um he wouldn't get to be president that was that was a good one um he referred to uh, the woman Ford and the other a accusers as being part of a con job. Now he's 180, so he can, you know, play up to his base that I said it was a con job. No, I said she was a credible witness. Like he will, he, he you know, the king of taking, you know, both uh, sides talked about uh, them laughing with him at the UN. Um, uh, had admitted that yes, uh, Canada had reached out wanting to. Um, further the talks with NAFTA and, and Trudeau want to have a one-on-one -on -one with Blotus and Blotus said no. So, I mean, so, you know, he, he on one side say, you know, Canada's, you know, not working with us and blah, blah, blah. But on the other hand, yeah, we, we won't talk with you, but I'll go on Fox news and say that Canada's awful and that we're not. Right. Uh, and then just some incoherent ramblings. Like he, uh, what was he doing? A carnival personnel podcast? Hey, <laughs> you know, a Kurdish uh, reporter, you know, asked him a question, and he was he very curt. He was not. He was very polite, but you know, um, you know, Blotus was like, "Oh, the Kurdish people, great people, great fighters." Blah blah blah. And the guy's like, "Yeah, blah." Well, now that we've done what we said we were going to do with ISIS, what will our relationship be? And just rambled for about five minutes about what great people they are, what great fighters. Yeah, but how's our relationship going forward? Oh, we've done so many things. You know, he's just. I, I saw somebody on Twitter, a comedian, saying, somebody throw a shoe. Somebody throw a shoe. <laughs> uh, okay. Now now we will talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, Bill Cosby. No, wait. That's the other one. We will get to Bill. Oh, you want to talk with you want to no, no, Bill no, Cosby? No, 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 no. We're, we're on the track. Kavanaugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Opening thoughts, Joe. I, I I don't know where to start. Well, you're drinking a beer. Uh -huh. Are you going to start crying because Kavanaugh hey. spent a lot of time talking about beer and crying? I like beer. Do you like beer? How many beers have you drank? Do you like beer? Beer. <laughs> he. You know what my favorite uh, football team is the, the Bears. Bears. <laughs> uh, there's you no know what my favorite basketball player is 
Bill Lampier. <laughs> Just going to keep giving you the rope. Go keep ahead. going up. Uh, no, so so we'll start with his testimony first. Now, we'll start with Ford's testimony. Yes. Composed. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Yeah. Um, uh, un-nutty. Un-nutty. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not... I'm not a smart person. I'm just an unfrozen guy who happens to be the son of the president. Oh, you were, were you referring to Donald Trump Jr.'s tweet? No, I'm referring to, I listen to a lot of people talk about her testimony. And some of the most credible witnesses usually tend to be the ones that are beyond honest to a fault. Like she clearly said, no, I don't remember what color shoes he had that day. Like she wasn't saying, I can tell you, you know, the posters that were on the wall and this. It's like... Here are the things that I will never forget that scar me. Here, here's the thing that I'm not a hundred percent sure about. Like, you know, on the other hand, this week, the the other side of the fence tried to say he never drank a beer in his life, was a virgin past college, and all he did at Yale was focus on his uh, grades and co- and his uh, his sports, and that was it. You know, a complete choir boy thing. Uh, but, you know, she was a really credible witness, and she sat there. And, of course, you know, Joe and I just talked about this a little bit and talked about it during the week. So the 12 angry men uh, who didn't want the bad optics of them questioning a victim, like like the bad optics from 27 years ago with Anita Hill, because two of those 12 angry old men are still there. And they didn't want those bad optics. So they went with the bad optic of, Okay, we'll get a female in here to ask questions to show that we're being sensitive, but let's get a sex crime prosecutor to cross-examine her and truly put, again, let's put the victim on the witness stand. And we say, you say cross-examine, but I just want to remind everybody, this isn't a trial. You're not on trial, Dr. Ford. I'm not cross-examining you. You're not going to be arrested for lying your lying ass off, you liar. But you're not on trial. Don't worry. Right. Everything's going to be fine. We'll give her a fair trial, then we'll hang her. <laughs> uh, um, no, you're right, right. <laughs> now, if you float, we know that you're a witch. What else floats? Uh, <laughs> Tiny rocks. <laughs> um, yeah, Monty Python is always the answer. Okay, so, so Dr. Ford gave very compelling testimony. Powerful and emotional, but composed. Mm-hmm. And was unequivocally sure. She said unequivocally that it was Brett Kavanaugh who had assaulted her. Didn't and, rape her, but assaulted her. And, 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 you know, we'll sidebar for a minute. How many of these um, woke GOP people coming out this week? <laughs> Wait, are there? Saying, saying, uh, you know, you, you would see, you see a mother on TV saying to her daughter, you know, on a CNN interview, groping's not a big deal. Groping's not a big deal. And they were in high school. What else are teenage boys supposed to do but grow girls? Right, you know, Unless you're a honk, Mo. <laughs> that's it. You're, you're right. Exactly. Mm. Uh, and that's okay. So we're forgive this, but throughout the week, a bunch of other accusations have come out. We haven't talked about this, but when Evanati had teased that he might have a fourth person who signed an affidavit and then released it like the day of or the day before. A lot of people saying, oh, well, he's just injecting himself in this, and he's a media. And and I think there's some legitimacy to that yeah. side of it. Yeah. But here's a person who has signed a sworn affidavit under penalty of perjury saying, and this is, this is my biggest takeaway. All of these women who have come forward, 
are flat out saying, please, under penalty of perjury and me facing a five-year jail sentence, investigate this, investigate my life, and uh, I will take polygrams. I will sit with you. I will give you witnesses. I will give you dates. I will – I want a full investigation. I will work with you. I want this to happen. The other side is – you know, going so far to the extreme saying, why wouldn't they want an investigation? Well, you know, um, and, and then you get the the people coming out and again, the talking heads on Fox News saying, uh, well, you can pass a polygraph. Psychopaths can pass polygraphs like test after test. So I'm not calling the bitch a psychopath, but we're at Fox News saying that if the shoe fits, she's a lying bitch. And scene. Mm-hmm. Um, or the other one that Fox News was putting out, hypnotized. She has been hypnotized to do this. That somewhere along the line, someone had got to her. Or the last and my favorite one, I think, it could have been a doppelganger. Somebody who looks oh. like him, who has a similar name. They, these, these, this isn't the They're Simpsons. stealing my bits. Right. (laughs) Seriously. Thank you, Alex. (laughs) But I do like that Brett Kavanaugh, actually, when he was called in to testify. How'd that go? uh, I thought, well. Composed? Yes. Yes. I thought he was becoming of a judge, a Supreme Court justice, if you will. I thought that he didn't show his hand in any way, shape, or form. I didn't... uh, No, of course. He was a whiny, sniveling little bitch. But, I mean, the things that he said in his... I think it, geez, his opening statement took it like fifty minutes to go to get through his written pre his opening statement. Part of it was that he suggested or outright accused the Ford, to, you know, the Doctor Ford was put up by money funded by the Clintons. One hundred percent. Yeah, like that. that That wasn't even left field. That was like beyond the Green Monster. That was like on Lansdowne Street somewhere. Truly, it wouldn't have been any more crazy if they said, Alex Jones, can you make the opening statements on behalf of Judge Kavanaugh? Because he did. Because people, if you have a life and you haven't completely followed this way too much, you may or may not have known. For For weeks, the Democrats have been saying, we would like to see the documents from his time in the Bush White House, dealing with the torture memo, dealing with other things that they will not release. But- what a lot of people don't understand is he was in the Bush White House working with the Bushes because he had made a name for himself during the Clinton administration working with Ken Starr, you know, on all the Clinton investigations. So this guy, his career for the last 25 years has been going after the Clintons. He he by name, you know, has been, you know, is one of the um, – do you know the whole Vince Foster – no, Vince Foster worked for the for the Clintons, um, committed suicide, and the GOP almost instantly for years started the Clintons killed him. Like like didn't have him killed, they killed him and brought him and put him on this park bench where his body was found in D.C. And and much like uh, I forget the other family that recently has kept going public and saying to Fox News and the GOP, stop using my. You know, son's death as as this. this 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 is fabrication. This didn't happen for years. Vince Foster's family have been saying, "No, he was troubled. He killed himself. We accept that." 
know, but here's a guy who is bringing up 25 year history. And again, my favorite thing about the Clinton, the Clinton impeachment hearing is two of the three people who left the charge on the Clinton um, impeachment in jail for pedophilia. And the only one who hasn't gone to jail is Newt Gingrich, who is a famous, you know, adulterer, like a famous adulterer. Yes. Um, but yeah, gold star. Gold, yeah, as you would. So he um, so, yeah, so Kavanaugh gets up there in his opening statement. He's not being questioned. He's not breaking down because of the questioning yet. He gets there again, but he's crying during his opening statement about how hard this is on his family, how his daughters have prayed for her because his daughters are so great and he's such a great father. They prayed for her together Mm -hmm. to stop being a lying whore. Uh Um, And and, and honestly, he came so close to saying stuff, (laughs) like just that. (laughs) But my favorite tweets and my favorite facts about this is people keep pointing out during, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton had to do 11 straight hours of questioning on Benghazi. Composed the whole Pri- time. In private, of course, right? You know, Behind no, closed doors. No, oh. pu- public TV, oh, yes. right here, right. you know, a- a- as GOP or GOP or, and I'm not getting into Benghazi, but they're questioning her, how did this happen? And she never once screamed at them, which she had every right to do, three times in the last 14 months. This Senate was asked for more money for security for that embassy that you turned down. Like the GOP turned down. Don't get into Benghazi, though. But she she was composed. She never cried. She never – and this guy and, – and then he's – of course, not only – I mean we know that the judges are all uh, – Politician in robes is the term, but I've never seen somebody so blatantly, blatantly, he, like you said, he said, you be careful, Democrats. What goes around comes around. He flat out in his opening remarks said, I'm going to fuck with every Democrat I possibly can as a Supreme Court person. He, he, he unqualified himself for the job he has. I, I truly believe. I'm surprised that the GOP would still nominate him for being a whiny bitch. Right. Like, it's just like when they look no, at him. No, that's passion. Right. That's emotion. Right. That's fire. Yeah, yeah. All you, all you snowflake libs are all about men showing more emotion. Here's a man showing nothing but emotion, and you want to crucify him like Jesus. <laughs> if that was a woman, break. if that was for breaking down and crying like that. Oh, yeah. She's unhinged. a hysterical uh, loon, um, lock her up, that sort of thing. Uh, by the way, Jacques, um, what was your calendar like in the year 1982? Because... I know, you know, you and I are probably, I think you're a bit younger than Kavanaugh. You weren't a junior in college or in high school in 1982, but what would your calendar look like in 1982? Would it, let's just play the 1982 calendar game. Well, summer of 1982. Summer of 1982, I believe I was in Buffalo the whole time, but I'll give you my calendar for four years later, the summer that I was a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, had lots of sex, no names mentioned, Amy Jean Fletcher, and played lots of hockey, and I did not drink at that time. I drank, and funny, I drank in junior high, I drank in college. Not high school. Not high school. All right. You know, um, yeah, which sidebar, I, I look at my little bastard who's 11 and think, oh my God, I was about 12 or 13 the first time I got hammered. Now, I've been hammered a lot. Um, I've done lots of stupid things. 
I feel really confident I could run for Supreme Court <laughs> without having to backtrack my calendar from 86 or get a list of 65 women. Um, to, to justify that you didn't rape them. That I didn't rape them. I might have to make 80 calls to get 65 <laughs> women to sign it, but I could get those 65, you know. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's it's like bizarre. Yeah, absolutely bizarre. You know what my 82 calendar looked like? Let's see. So you're. I was uh, five years five, old. Five, yeah. I was five. You know what? It was, it was the. Uh, I think the. Basically, any back issue of TV Guide from 1982 <laughs> is essentially what I was doing. Just sitting there. I think I was. I think I was on. Yeah, I was on the fifth or sixth season of Three's Company at that point. I was. It was reruns, catching up. You know, with my friends. Um, there were. I mean, I was complicit in a lot of. Um, untoward things that Jack Tripper may have done. So does that make me? Well, was it Jack really doing? It was more Larry. Uh, yeah, you know what, Larry. Yeah, right. And we never saw what Larry was doing. And Jack, it was always a big misunderstanding with Jack. You know, I can't really lay the blame entirely on Jack. And of course, you know, uh, Janet and Chrissy were a couple of teases. If you want to get down dirty with it, what were they wearing? Oh yeah, you know, short shorts and, and pantyhose. And wait, were they were they were asking for it? Wait a minute, what the hell am I? Was Janet shorts? On Three's Company, more or less revealing than, th- than the shorts that the NBA players <laughs> wore in the early I would say days. J- I would say Jack was actually more of the tease, now that I think about <laughs> yeah, it. So, yeah. Uh, what do you fall in, uh, Ropers or Mr. Furley? It's, oh, it's God. A- I mean, yeah. I do like Mr. Roper's uh, camera mugs when mm-hmm. he would say something... You know, fourth uh, wall break. Like, yeah, like he did a zinger to uh, to uh, Mrs. Roper, and then he would just like smile knowingly into the camera, and they'd zoom in. That always that still gets me. I still I watch reruns and every now and then, and, and that, that makes me laugh. What was Brett Kavanaugh doing in '82? He was um, uh, uh, he was drinking beers, you know, like most kids do. And I mean, I let's not mention the fact that I was 16. And the legal age of drinking was 18, but you know, we would drink at beers. We would, uh, he got into Yale on his own. Oh, yeah, he pointed that out that like he, he wasn't, um, and I don't know if that was like a shot at like you know, George W., who only got into Yale because that was, uh, what do you call it? Um, CIA head, no, 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 because oh, oh, his oh, father went to Yale, like when you go to the same school that your dad uh, did, or no. Uh, legacy, legacy. I think so. Yeah. Uh, either way, it's like, dude, you were the richest of the richest kids who went to a private prep school, whose parents were like a lawyer and a doctor, and yeah, you. <laughs> it's it's just it's just the, the epitome of white privilege. Finally, and, uh, you've played Devil's Triangle, right? Oh, right, right. Like all through college, you played Devil's Triangle. It's one of my favorite drinking games ever. It's that um. It's when you get drunk. When you talk about women's vaginas. <laughs> and you uh, you double-team uh, a girl. Every chance you get. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, no, wait. That's not the real Devil's Triangle. The Devil's Triangle that was Brett Kavanaugh's Devil's Triangle was, you ever play quarters? Uh, no. Uh, it's like it's like quarters. Yeah. Let's go with that. And, and Everything was beer with this kid. Uh, well, that's the thing. It's like, the, and, and was it Pamela Harris who asked him about, have you had a history of blacking out drunk? And he starts yelling at senators. And of course, this is where the partisan thing comes in. Fox News says, look at him stand up to those people asking him these inappropriate questions. And everybody else, you know, like everybody else in the world who laughed at Blotus at the UN looks at this and thinks he is going to be on the Supreme Court for the next 40 years. He is the guy, 
And all they have to know is the first case, by the way, the first case that is on the docket to come out against um, or on the Supreme Court for this upcoming session is whether you can be charged for state crimes of which you've already been charged on the federal level. Now, is there any cases that you can think of right now on the national news that hmm. the feds are working with the state people to say, hey, we're going to prosecute this person, um, Possibly. let's say Manafort, on a federal level, but we're also working on the state level just because these crimes were also committed in, in the state of New York and the state – and you can't um, – it, it's, pardon, it's pardon proof. And so funny enough – the first case, and this is why they have to get him on right now because he doesn't believe a president can be subpoenaed. He doesn't believe a president can be charged, and he believes that the president has um, ability to pardon himself. It will go to the Supreme Court, and the whole thing with the Mueller case, again, with Manafort and with Trump's children and with Trump himself, okay, you can pardon your family for all these federal crimes. These crimes – happened in New York, and we've already turned everything over to the state who are prosecuting your children, and you cannot pardon them from state crimes. Mm -hmm. But that's why the rush to get Kavanaugh in is to strip women of their rights and to protect the president and protect his family. Protect the president and family. And scene. Now, I, like, I like beer, did I mention? <laughs> well, do you like beer? Well, do you? Here's, uh, here's what... Here's what so we're recording this at Saturday. It drops Monday at midnight, Sunday at midnight, rather. Uh, tonight, probably over the next couple hours when we get done with the podcast, Blotus is giving one of his mega Trump rally support you know, things. and um, At the low, low price of $100,000 a head. And no, where is it? It's a, what's, that, what's that shithole country? Oh, yeah, West Virginia. Yeah. Um, how often? So- Again, backtrack. He He's reaching said, across the aisle. He had said that it's a con job earlier in the week. And now that, that Jeff Flake has kind of stood up, but not really, but kind of gave the GOP coverage that let's do an investigation for a week. Well, let's just recap that Jeff Flake was the sort of swing Republican vote as to whether or not he was going to be confirming or uh, voting in the approval of Jeff Ka uh, of Brett Kavanaugh. From the Senate Judicial Committee. Which he did. He he proved him out of committee. Yep. But. Won't take the final vote. Right. But he's also calling for an FBI investigation, which is going to happen this week. Limited scope. Limited scope. Right. So the guy, the, the, biggest, the biggest character that we know of, it's this guy, Judge. Mark Judge. Mark. Not, not Mike Judge, the creator of Beavis and Butthead. And... The um the documentary Idiocracy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Kudos to Mike Judge for doing a documentary, you know, years ahead of and, its time. And, right. So this guy, um he he was in, he literally was in hiding. Then finally, early in the week, gave a statement. I don't remember <clears throat> this never happened. I don't remember it. Came from his lawyer, not him. And then after, you know, Jeff Flake said this, instantly his lawyer released a statement. He will cooperate fully 
uh, under the condition of um, confidentiality. confidentiality. It's not. That's not how things work. No, 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 no. This is a public thing, and they have to tell the people of the things of the facts. And, and even if things are confidential, yeah, they don't stay confidential. No. Um, so they're going to come back and say we completely corroborate this woman's statement, and no one on that side's going to say, "Well, what about Mark Judge?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but uh, and instantly. No, the FBI said, yeah, we can do this, and we can start questioning people. Let me look at my watch and go. Uh, it's what they do. You know, despite what, you know, Blotus says, it is the most renowned law enforcement agency in the world. Yeah. But you know, the according to Brett Kavanaugh, the FBI doesn't come to conclusions. You know that, right? They don't come to conclusions. They just they just provide, you know, transcripts of... Of interviews and statements. No, no, they they've never taken terrorist to trial and bank robbers to trial and pedophiles to trial and money launderers to trial and hey, but enough of the Trump family. Uh, um, I mean, that's not the, that's not the that's not the mo of an investigation is to come to a conclusion. I'm not really sure they know. Uh, but now here's something. Uh, anyway, so so yeah, it's awful. Do you have any thoughts? Do you what? what I mean. It, they've been trying not to have an investigation for a reason. Um, does this get corroborated? Do more people come? Well, when Jeff Flake said, we got to limit the scope. So we're not going to talk to these other three bitches who came forward. Let's just talk to this one. Is that is that what it is? Or, you know, because that's what everybody's screaming about. The Mueller investigation is like, oh, the Mueller investigation revealed all these past crimes from, from Manafort. And that's what Blotus was saying. They went back 14 years. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you committed bank fraud and money laundering for 14 years, you can still be tried for those things, asshole. You don't, you know. Well, they want to limit the scope so they can kind of fast track this thing. You broaden the scope, this right. thing could take months. You limit the scope, you restrict it to a week. Fine. You're putting up the front that, okay, we're complying with, you know, the call for an FBI investigation. We're, we're playing, a, you know, we're, 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 do, we're going through the process, which we've always touted that we're going to do. So they get the best of both worlds. They're going to, you know, there's probably very little chance that Brett Kavanaugh won't be confirmed as a Supreme Court justice. Unless something comes out in the hearts of the swing votes in the state, in the Senate, um, there's very little chance that even this FBI investigation, if it flat out says, here's videotape of Brett Kavanaugh, you know, raping or attempting to rape uh, Dr. Ford back in 1982, n- not even that would sway the votes. It's, um, so, but they're so that they had to voice being voice, Joe. Right. Voice and, being you know, voice. But the GOP is doing what they're, you know, they're going to do what they're going to do, but they're also giving themselves the, illusion of compromise to their base like look we're we're doing exactly what we said we were going to do we're following the process vote for us in november see we're not complete scumbags do you think we they, listen to women do you think they find anything do you think this judge character under penalty of perjury shits himself or oh, and here's the other big thing if you're the gop unless you're complete idiots you put kavanaugh in one of those um what, what do you call those when people go to sleep in those like little chambers? The hyperbaric chambers? Yeah, yeah. Just put him in a – if he gets – I mean if he's coming unglued this much now, 
and it's another weaker investigation and you'll hear rumors, you'll hear cracks, you'll hear like, you know, theories on, on what it's finding or what it's not finding. Uh, and he has a public meltdown. They'll sequester him. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not going to. I don't think there's any incentive for Brett Kavanaugh to go on Fox News and do another fucked up interview. I think he's best. His best bet is to he's done his done. He's done his duty as far as public uh, statements go. Now he's just going to ride out the week of investigations and um, uh, wait for the uh, wait for the um, the confirmation, which is inevitable, unfortunately. And you got a little something right here. Sorry, I was trying to be discreet. But Jacques, you know, Jacques anxious, like like the GOP is Lowest anxious health. to get just a little ice cream, and just <laughs> like the GOP is anxious to get Kavanaugh into the Supreme Court. Jacques was anxious to get that French onion dipped covered chip into his mouth. Not successful. <laughs> <laughs> Pull back the curtain. Um, Let me talk to you so, about. Oh wait. On the other hand, so let's 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 review a little bit. Oh my. So fourteen. Women had come out during the primary, during the election, saying that Blotus had physically assaulted them in one way or another after he has bragged about walking into the Miss Teen Universe thing and looking at these teenage girls naked. Oops. Um, After bragging about being able to grab pussies, after saying, I can do anything I want to women, and I do, 14 women came forward, but they were all lying. Um, He had... uh, he had the guy in his White House, now I'm blanking on his name, who couldn't get security clearance because he's been investigated a couple times for beating the crap out of his wife. And when he got had to leave the White House, Blotus says, well, he's a fine guy. He's going to wind up on the street. Uh, this is a shame what's happening to him. Uh, the GOP threw their full support behind obvious pedophile Roy Moore. Um, let's, you know, we, and, and again – we go down the list, you know, but all of these people, if you're a rich white GOP guy, on the other hand, Bill Cosby. Yeah. What about him? Gray Bar Hotel. Five year sentence? No, three to th- ten. Three, three, oh, three to ten. I thought it was, I was, thought it was like three to five. Um, no less than three, no more than ten. And uh, immediate locked up, by the way, oh. like, taken away in shackles. He to did, a state wait, prison. Wait, did he pass go? He did not, and he didn't. You know, I don't think he got the two hundred dollars either. Wow! Yeah. Um, listening to the prosecutor on a couple shows after this happened, she said he really didn't understand what was going on. Like that, this, this. I mean, he knew it was. He might. He had to know it was a possibility, but he never thought this day was going to come. Even as he's being led away, you know, he's waiting for the director to yell "cut" and <laughs> walk off the set and go back to his trailer. Um, you know who else didn't realize this was going to happen? His lawyer. His lawyer. <laughs> Did you see the lawyers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, 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 he likened him to Jesus. Um, he uh, he saw this as a conspiracy or a, a sham and a racist and all that, everything. It, blindest, you know, like anything that anything that Bill Cosby is, you know, this is anti-rapist. Wait a minute, <laughs> strike well, that one. Well, and and one of their defenses or, or one of their arguments for a light sentence is. I'm going to say this term wrong. Octogenarians. Oh, octogenarian. Like the fact that he's over octogenarian. 80. Octogenarian. The fact that he's over 80, like greatly lessens the risk for him to be a risk to the public. So, hey, 
hey, he's a on. he's your kindler, gentler rapist. Right, right. That was that was the old Bill Cosby. But this guy, come on, he you know light petting at most. Right. Um, he could be he could be he could rape a man at this point because he's so blind. He what what's <laughs> what's you know and and I see I don't know if it's local news or national news, kind of on in the background, and. They were talking to his publicist, who were smiling, saying, "Yeah, he's holding up well." Um, this morning for breakfast, and the screen goes to picture of Cosby in the corner, you know, your dietary menu, and it's like juice, coffee, light toast, a po- It's like really this. Is, we're, we're talking about like these smiling PR people. Oh, he's doing good. Yeah, the food. I guess he says is fine. Do you know what it's else like, they served him? Dude, he's a rapist. Do you know what else they served him? And this is for real. Jello. Oh, that's awesome. Because why? Uh, why? There's always room for Jello. There's always room for Jello. Blah. Uh, yeah. So good. You know. Uh, and I like the uh, the the advice that a lot of the people on Twitter were giving him as he was being sentenced and taken away in shackles. Uh, keep your pants up, Bill. Did um because he's going to prison where he's going to get fucked in the ass. No, he's not. That's right. Not that he's prison. not. You're right. Exactly. Uh, but um. Uh, but they are actually right now. He's in solitary, or, you know, single cell confinement. Mean? No, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> That's why I said it. So <laughs> set up. I don't single cell. I don't want single cell. So, <laughs> um, but they are actually. I think I eventually they are looking to transition him and assimilate him into Gen Pop. Gen Pop. I don't think they can. What? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like the, he would be taken like a lot. I don't know. Like that's that's they don't take. I mean, he Bill Cosby's a legend. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know. The, he's a sexual predator. I don't know how would take, he be a target. You yeah, know? it's weird. I mean, I just I can't imagine that. Honestly, I can't imagine him surviving prison. I can't. Well, do you? You know, it's because our you know our friend John, who you know represented the um, the family for the woman. That oh, what's his face? Phil Spector shot. Phil Spector went to Big Boy Prison, and he, I guess, gave an interview within the first couple weeks in prison, saying he doesn't belong here. These people are crazy and they're fucking animals. And somebody the very next day just walked up to him, says we're fucking animals, and truly knocked all his teeth out, like just beat him within a pulp. And wow. uh, so. I, I don't know, you know. I, I don't, just want, I do want to see him lecturing those guys. Was it Wyatt's in that? Oh, right, one of his Bill Cosby. This is how you should right. act. And that's not life. a proper way to make a shank. <laughs> We're joking about it, but uh, good, you know. And you know, I'm not saying, hey, you know, he shouldn't be going to jail because all these other rapists are now um, in the White House. Uh, or going to the Supreme Court, I'm saying those guys should alleged, be right. alleged, 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 right? Um, no, they did. <laughs> they 100. Um, percent So the last bit of awful well, the, news the, with the, this. Well, oh. We spent 300 years on Donald Trump. We can spend another couple of minutes on Bill Cosby. Oh, please. <clears throat> How does this affected you personally? Okay, we've talked about this since we've been doing the podcast, and. It is hard. I mean, it, the, the hard thing is, you know, unlike Louis C.K., who was an awful, who did awful things. Um, and, never and raped, never drugged or raped, raped women. It did awful. Did things. awful things. Though. Inappropriate, you know. Um, 
this, 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 but Bill Cosby is. If I went back, if, if I'm talking from birth to like the mid '80s, Bill Cosby was my favorite performer entity. Um, you know, I, we've we've talked before. I think episode number four, Carnival Personnel Podcast, about our our relationships with our dad, daddy issues. When my dad left, truly, it's like a country song. He left behind his country albums. And a bunch of comedy albums. And there was three or four Cosby albums. I don't think I've heard the comedy album, Why Is There Air, in 20 years. I don't – I might have heard bits here and there in like our heart radio comedy. I'm pretty sure I can do that routine verbatim. Wow. You know, it, 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 it's the one um, – it's the album that has – Lombard Street, like the whole thing about I um I am the opposite of a Bill Cosby fan. I know almost no Bill Cosby routines. Uh, I could do. I mean, but he his his routines. He was a comedian's comedian. I mean, he was huge. He was he I, one of the first to be doing the big stadium tours and stuff like that. Um, also, what a pioneer! Like with I Spy. I mean, he was. I mean. It's hard for people, even me. I'm born in '69. It's like nice. you know, four years after, um, you know, everything that went down in '65, uh, when Roy Moore again said the country went to shit. Oh, that's right, Civil Rights Act. I forgot. Okay, makes sense. But he was at the ground floor. He was also um, he gave a lot of money to his colleges and other colleges. But he was also very outspoken about, hey, the black community, get your shit together. It's like. Yeah, here it is. It's nineteen eighty five, and you don't have the same opportunities these white privileged kids do. But you're also not having hoses turned on you and dogs sick down you because you want to fucking go to school. This is what I went through, and this was fucking awful. And this is what my parents went through, and it's fucking awful. What you're going through sucks, but it's not this. It's time to let's you know. I mean, and he was outspoken about that. He also put the money where his mouth is. Like I said, he gave to people. He fought on the front lines of the civil rights, uh, I spy and stuff like that. You know, he got was he, he an I spy? He was an I spy. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. With, I, I only know Robert Culp. Was there another person? Yes, exactly. Wow. Robert Culp only made I, I think he made like eight or nine times more than him. <laughs> you know, like they, they were partners on the show. It's like Starsky making twice as much as Hutch, you know, <laughs> type thing. Um, but yeah, but like I said, but he, he at the same time knew I'm the first black dude. And the opening credits on a primetime show, like like as a season regular, like I am equal with with Cole, except in pay and all that stuff. Uh, but he knew he was taking one for the team. The the Fat Albert show, like always great with kids, and the Cosby Show. I mean, I loved the Cosby Show. I mean, I really did. There was one of the things I liked about the Cosby Show is, you know, one of my favorite episodes. His son saying, you know, who got bad grades. But he wants to, I forget, do whatever with his life. Was, it the, gives, mon- was it the Monopoly money thing? That it, they always play that clip over and over well, in Best of TV. Well, he, he, he gave this impassioned speech about, you know, you know, just because you went to school and that was your path, my path might be different. And I want you to love me for who I am and respect me. And, you know, I want to do this with my life. And Bill Cosby's nodding, listening to the sun, and you're waiting for the, oh, hug at the end. And Cosby's like... That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you're going to go to college. You're going to work your ass off. You're going to get good grades. I mean, uh, and, and uh, you already brought up, you know, the uh, – in retrospect, like he threw one of the women off the show 
did she pose in Playboy or did she do an R-rated movie? Like, I forget. They, yeah, one of the, the the older daughter had done an R-rated movie, and I think she showed her breast, and he thought that that was banishment. You you can't be on this uplifting family, you know, show. Uh, and and then when you also you go back and you hear the backstory of the Cosby Show, and they wanted uh, a, a lower a lower middle class black show. That's what they wanted. And Cosby's like, no, there are black doctors out there. There are black lawyers out there. There are no shows that shows there's black lawyers. There are gynecologists who have practices in their basement. Right. You know, what? Was it, was it OBGYN? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who? So, so yeah, you, you start to, but seriously. Put the pieces together. But he did. He, he was my favorite comedian forever all growing up like him and steve martin were the two albums you know the two comedy albums you know my dad left and a couple other ones but those were like a couple from each of those guys but i'm in that age group where no i don't remember him from i spy except i remember him from i spy reruns that my dad watched uh the comedy albums fat albert like all the way through and then the cosby show so from like birth to my mid-teens cosby was such a positive Presence. So you got out before Ghost Dad. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> pretty, pretty. Uh, Leonard. Uh, Leonard Part Six. Leonard Part Six. You know, you know, he jumped the shark there. But, but seriously, I mean, and this is a guy who for for decades. And again, the amounts of money that he gave to, is it Hostra University the there? Temple. Temple that he went to played football at Temple too. Mm. Um, but yeah, but it and it and with all that said, um. No, I'm not going to go back and listen to old Bill Cosby bits. I'll quote them because they're so ingrained in me, but this he's a monster. And it's hard when your hero turns out to be a monster. Didn't have he didn't have a bad moment. He didn't make a couple it, it wasn't boys being boys. It wasn't Al Franken-ish kind of like one picture. Being stupid. Yeah. Like you know doing a dumb thing. Out of context, you know? Mm-hmm. No. This is a guy who methodically did this. And for every one woman who had come forward, gosh, there's probably a dozen who, because you, you listen to the early ones who came out, and it's always that, well, why didn't you come up for it? If this really happened, why didn't you say something? <sighs> He's fucking Bill Cosby. Who the fuck are you? Right. And by the way, when, <clears throat> I mean, this conversation has been going on, especially this week with the Kavanaugh hearings. Uh, women do not report rape and attempted sexual assault for myriad reasons, uh, let alone there being that the perpetrator is one of the most well-known celebrities in the United States, if not the world. Money. I'm going to tell you something awful, Joe. Wait, are we going to do the joke again from this room? I, um, why did the (laughs) scarecrow win the award? He he was outstanding in his field. Um, I really liked my time in guitar. I had a lot of good friends in guitar. I still have some friends in guitar. I'm looking forward to this tour coming up and other tours, but we're happy to go back there. That said, while we were in guitar, there was um, a woman, I believe she was Filipino, who was raped by her... You almost want to say owner. It's like what they pay the people, it's almost slave thing, but, but a Qatari national... Um, she got raped and beat and brought to the hospital and the police came. She was arrested for having sex out of marriage. 
And I don't think I'm being fucking that crazy when I say what you saw with the Ford and the reactions from the Lindsey Grahams and, and, and Bloat is saying, well, if you investigate George Washington, he probably wouldn't get confirmed today because there's probably you know skeletons in his closet. And people make these handmaiden, you know, future handmaid's, handmaid's tales comparisons. I lived in a country where a woman could get raped and go to jail for it. Uh, the last election cycle, luckily, they were 0 for 11. But I will always remember because Rachel Maddow kept a list that night. Not this past election, the one in um, 2014, there was 11 congresspeople or senators who were all very adamant, um, a woman doesn't have a choice, even if it's rape or incest, because God made it. It's not that unborn child's fault that this happened, and you will carry this child to birth, because it doesn't matter if you're raped. You still have to do this. And luckily, they were 0 for 11 that night, you know? Um the good old days. But but honestly, when you see that 27 years ago, Anita Hill, that there was a few weeks of testimony, 21, I believe it was 21 different witnesses. And it was the same with Kavanaugh. Clarence Thomas was getting in. But at least they had an open investigation. At least they call it witnesses. It wasn't until yesterday that they said, okay, we'll do a weak investigation. And 27 years later, with the resistance, with Me Too, with Time's Up, with Bill Cosby, with Louis C.K., with Weinstein. Al Franken, with Harvey Weinstein, it still doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't. And, and it if, doesn't matter to the people who it should matter to. It, right. The people in power. I mean, the people in power. And, and when you saw the two women who, who addressed, who caught Flake getting into the elevator, oh yeah, and were and the woman's like, look at me when I'm talking to you. You're telling me what happened to me doesn't matter. I never told anybody. And it's like this woman's mother came out. It's like I've never. She's never told anybody. And and more and more people are coming out. You've 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 had this in your life. I've had in my life. I know people. It's awful. And it's prevalent and it happens all the time. You know, I went to Fitchburg and I know awful things happened. You know, never, you know, I, I can I, I feel pretty confident to say none of my friends or none of the people around my world, like as drunk and stupid as we ever were, I don't have a boys will be boys thing. I wouldn't have a boys would be boys thing in my world. But here it is for the most important position. More important than the presidency. Right, because the president will get voted out in two years. 40 years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're talking 40 years. The guy's a few years older than me. Uh, and if he gets as old as Ruth Bader Ginsburg, God I mean, we're, we're talking my little guy is going to be older than me when Kavanaugh's still making decisions. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, I, I could, if I'm still around, be a great, great grandfather at that point. Right. Um, but like I said, Anita Hill 27 years ago first now – and as bad as she was treated, and, and, and Joe Biden fucked up. Joe Biden really fucked up, and Joe Biden keeps apologizing for fucking up. Basically, he was – the Democrats had the House, and they were partisan. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to put him through anyways. You know, um, mm -hmm. it, it's regrettable. It's, it's regrettable. Uh, it doesn't make what's happening now okay. And see. 
Let's go to a defunct sponsor, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Time to make the donuts. Introducing a big idea from a giant in the business, the world's smallest donuts. Ta-da! In new Dunkin' Donut cereal, you get delicious, crunchy little donuts by the hundreds. All your favorite donut shapes, rings, holes, and twists. You can choose rich chocolate or glazed donut flavors, or both as part of a nutritious breakfast. Dunkin' Donut cereal, crunchy little donuts, great big taste. Time to eat the donuts. So, as as we spoke, um, I don't do well when the Patriots don't win their last game of the season. I, I don't do well at all. Um, I take it so personally. Um, I tear, I take everything off the walls, all the shirts, and they get literally thrown to the back of the closet, buried. And it takes two or three months for the healing process to start. And over the last 17 years, I've had nothing but, and it's always been like that, even as a kid. Even when I had the false hope of, well, we just drafted Tony Eason. <laughs> over Dan Marino. Uh. And, um... And uh, and I believe over Jim Kelly too. Hey, how'd that work out? Whatever happened to those guys? Nothing. Um, not Super Bowls. No, that's, that's, <laughs> so that is true. That is true. None Five Super Bowl super, appearances. No Super Bowl rings. Uh, Go on. And but the drama of why Belichick benched Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl, and then Brady who always famously said, I don't do commercials because every day I'm shooting commercials, one day I'm not training. And he was asked, this is the late aughts, um, why Peyton Manning does all these commercials, but he's won all the Super Bowls. Why doesn't he do all these? And he said, I don't want to do commercials. You know, I mean, he did the Uggs and stuff, but he wasn't State Farm shooting 10 commercials. Nationwide. Right. No, no, he also did... Um, anyways. Yeah. But, so... He, he so the whole drama of halfway through the season, it's when the drama started when Trump, uh, when Trump <laughs> might as well when Kraft told Belichick, "Hey, I know we've had this plan in place for the last four years that Jimmy Garoppolo is the next one, and we have a succession plan. We have our quarterback in waiting, and we have Josh McDaniels, our coach, in waiting." You're going to coach another year or two with, with Josh as your coordinator and with Garoppolo. Then you become the GM, and we have another 10 years of at least 10 and 6, 11 and 5, go to the playoffs, five out of the next six years, seasons. Wrench got thrown in, became a pissing contest. Um, Kraft said he would never inter- intervene, a bill decision. Bill took it out on the team by giving Jimmy Garoppolo away for almost nothing. Um Whatever happened, why he benched Malcolm Butler, uh, and it wasn't our offense that was having a problem in the game in February. It was the defense, um, but that happened. And then all the offseason, and e- even as I sit here, there's no way for years, nobody at FNH has ever seen me on a Friday, you know, during the football season or a month before a football season, or the entire year after things go our way in January and in February, on a Friday. I'll wear the same T-shirt and Teddy Bruschi jersey on Friday that I wear through the game, and if they win the next day. I haven't taken anything out of the closet. has nothing to do with them getting blown away this past weekend, uh, which we'll talk about that in just a sec. I know everyone's excited about it. Um, but it's the drama, and it's the bullshit. And we've talked about it, how I haven't been following it much in the offseason. But you can't live here and not hear all the whispers. I now believe, and I, and I mean this, Joe, I now believe in the 
Bill is fucking with the franchise conspiracy theory. Uh-oh. No. You go down the list. Is there Clinton money involved? Of course there's Clinton money involved. This is all about Vince Foster. Weren't you paying attention? I like beer! <laughs> um, and so, in the offseason two years ago, the Pats went all in. They We're going for one more Super Bowl for Tom. That he rides off to the sunset, he retires, he goes to San Francisco. But we're going to, because they never went out in free agency. Like, when free agency started, they did the huge signing with the cornerback from Buffalo. They did the huge signing with the running back from Buffalo. They did the huge trade, getting Cooks for our first-round draft pick. They've never done those things in the Belichick era. They've always, hey, we'll trade our first-round pick for two second-round picks. You know, it's always the value thing. Hey, we'd rather have to $5 million linebackers and one $10 million linebacker. That's that's always the way it's been, the depth. Anyways, this offseason completely different. They knew that Julian Edelman was not going to be here for the first four games. They knew that in March, the league let him know. In April, for by NFL standards, they let go of Danny Amendola, whose nickname for the last four years is playoff Amendola because he has three or four catches a game during the regular season and three or four of his catches every game are always third and 11 and they're great catches but in the playoffs he's just money I mean he's been the Atlanta game two of the three um two-point conversions we're Danny Amendola you know one of the big touchdowns Danny anyways you know Julian Edelman Brady's go-to guy isn't going to be here for four games, and you let Danny Amendola go, which made no sense. But then you trade Cooks away, and you got with you got a first round pick for Cooks, which you then turned into a running back who was expected to go in the third round, who had knee problems all through college. Like Sony Michelle missed most of his senior year with a bad knee. He had he come out of the draft his junior year would have been a first round pick. But he hurts his knee, misses most of his senior year, and every draft board had him second or third. So we take away Cooks, who 1,400 yards last season and 10 touchdown passes. He's gone. No Julian Edelman. He's gone. Danny Danny Amendola is gone for the season. Edelman comes back in two weeks. But here's where I was like, okay, well, Brady doesn't have the weapons he had. But Amendola's coming back, and he had Gronk. Well, there was these rumors all in the offseason that they tried to trade Gronk. And I was saying, good, get Gronk out of here. Because um, Gronk was saying, I want to be dirt biking. Gronk didn't show up to the OTAs. Gronk was out doing the WWE instead of this and throwing in the Patriots' face that, hey, I'm at Gillette Stadium for a motocross event uh, the day after not showing up for the OTAs. Um, but then it turned out that and, – and Gronk – himself on TV after the game said, yeah, that happened. I told him I wasn't going anywhere without Brady. Brady's my quarterback. They tried to send him to um, Detroit for a second-round draft pick, for yeah. a third-round draft pick to, uh, to Matt Patricia out there. So think about that. Bill was okay with Tom Brady going out there week one without Gronk, without Edelman, without Cooks, without Amendola, and their number one uh, receiving slash running back last year, uh, Sweet Feet, Lewis, he's also in Tennessee. You, so he was willing to take away the the, the the three the number one, two, and three receiver, because Hogan's a fourth receiver. So your top three receivers, 
and Gronk and your running back and your 41-year-old quarterback. And, and I really believe it's like, okay, you want to keep Tommy? You think he's this fucking good? Let's see how good he is. I'm taking away all of his toys, every single one of them. It's hard not to say. And then when you see Denver, I'm mean, sorry, Detroit got beat 42 to 3, week one, 42 to 7, 42 to 3. No, 42 to 10, because the first play the Jets quarterback threw with a pick six. Right, right. So, but he ends up putting 42 points on the board, 42 to 10. And the Patriots scored 10 points in Detroit last week. Yeah. 10 points mm-hmm. by a team that lost the first two games so bad, they were like, will Matt Patricia get through his first year as coach? He's lost the locker room. And he's trying to be Bill, and it doesn't work because you don't have Bill's resume. Will Matt Patricia make it through season one? Because he's going to go 0-3. If the Jets beat them by over 30 points, what are the Patriots going to do? Uh, they're going to lose by double digits. Mm-hmm. So, Well, Matt Patricia had the inside scoop. With oh, the he Pats. knew where the bodies were buried on defense. Yes. But, okay, so Matt Patricia knew the weaknesses on defense, and he might have known Beardy's tendencies. But uh, can you... when? when Two years ago, you know, so what was it? So the Super Bowl, the Patriots win the Super Bowl. We load up on offense last year, and we're going to play Kansas City and got blown out by Kansas City at home, but still scored 17 points Mm -hmm. in a really shitty game. This was the first time the Detroit game. Now it's two weeks ago because, you know, we'll get to Miami in a second. Um, I know you're excited, Biff. Uh, But the loss to Detroit was the first time in the Bill Belichick era that the Patriots went 0-3 on their first three possessions. How many yards did Brady throw for? I think it was like 173, something like that. Under under 200, right? Right now, Brady, after game three, is ranked 25th in yards. Uh, He's ranked 25th in yards, like 26th in in touchdown passes. Uh, He is ranked 28th, tied. There's four people tied at the bottom. He hasn't thrown one pass over 40 yards. He's thrown... 10 passes over 40 yards, but not one complete. Right, right. I mean, he's thrown... Yeah, what's his completion percentage? I mean, it, it, it's, it's under it's under 50. It's about 50%. Mm. I mean, two of the guys that he threw to in the Detroit game were guys who got cut during training camp who we ended up bringing back. I mean, I mean, literally... So does that boil down to poor receiver uh, well, options, yes. or does it boil down to like just a weaker, cover, weaker uh, protection, uh, uh, the offensive uh, line? No, no. Honestly... It's the receivers. Like what's the average time in the pocket? Brady is throwing good balls. I mean, there there was there was one instance where he had three drops in a row where I would go on the field and kick the shit on my eight year old for dropping a pass. If he dropped one, fine. But the guy Dorset dropped two right there. And of course, now you know how you can't shut down Gronk. You can shut down Gronk if you're willing to put two guys on him, yep. totally on him, yep. and leave somebody wide open. And teams are willing to leave somebody wide open. That's why Gronk was like, yeah, that happened. If, if Gronk had caught four touchdown passes and 15 passes in the first three games, uh, and somebody asked him about that, it's like, oh, man, come on. That's the offseason. You know, you know, we don't talk. Blah, blah. He wouldn't have said flat out, yeah, they tried to trade me, and I told them I wasn't going anywhere without Brady, that I would retire. Flat out. Like, they would never say that stuff if you were winning or if you were losing but playing good, if the defense sucked but you were on all characters. But but Gronk knows I can't fucking get open because 
they're putting two they're putting their best two guys on me and honestly in in every every scouting report every national thing the talk this last week is is this the worst receiving core in the Brady era and it is and you and he's 41 so <laughs> yeah right and, and and when you find out wait a minute there's a couple great players on on Detroit you want training Gronk for a great person on defense and a, and a younger guy who's great. No, it's just awful. I mean. Well, let's quit looking at the past, Jacques. Look ahead to the week three future. I mean, past. Week four, week four rather. I, I predicted that the Patriots would get swept this year by Miami. Right. If I'm correct, this will be the first the first uh, one, in, one in three start. I mean, think about that. Two years ago, Brady suspended for four games. And they go three and one. Yeah. And the only game they lost was because, you know, Garoppolo was out. And it turned out Bursette had a broken hand. And he missed the rest of the season, but he, he sucked it up and played the game and it did, did nothing. But he threw the ball like four times and they handed off. Well, if it's any consolation, Garoppolo is out this season, too. Yeah. For the other team. No <laughs> what happened to him? Like, uh, he literally, no. Or, 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 oh, no, he was running. He, he was running non contact injury. Right. When you hear yeah. non contact injury, Injury, it's worse. It's always worse. Um, yeah, so he tore his uh, MCL. ACL. ACL? I think, I think he might have torn both. But MCL, he, not so bad. His, ACL. ACL, really he's bad. gone for the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's a 12 to 14 month, so he most likely misses the beginning of next year. Yeah. Um, anyways. Anyways, but yeah, uh, the Patriots haven't had lost three games in a row in 12 years. Well, <clears throat> how has your record been so far as far as calling games? I am... My record is the same as the Patriots, one and two. <laughs> I, I expected our first loss to be at home this Sunday. And I'll be honest, I think the Patriots win, but I think they win 17 to 14. I, you know, I think they win 18 to 17. I think it's close. 18, wow, yeah. You know, I, I, I do. I think it's one of those things. I think, honestly, it's, it's a, you know, a missed extra point or something like that along the way if you do the math. But, um, you can't blame the refs on this season, can you? Yeah, there, yeah. There's a couple of bullshit there's, there's calls. A, there's a couple calls where Gronk was obviously held, and they won't call those. I mean, when I say obviously, and people put it up on Twitter, you can see a guy pulling his shirt away from his body. like, like I, blame for, I blame Gronk for wearing that trailer hitch on the back of his uniform. Right, who's, who's the real victim here? Um, Joe, I mean, and the thing is, here's, here's the most shocking thing. I don't care. Like they they played so bad last week, it didn't bother me. It wasn't like you know when the management called and said, "Oh, they're not winning." You know, I'll take the boys to the mall for a little. I'll, we'll stay out a little extra long. I'm like, don't. It's little. I don't. I don't give a fuck. Like, Kraft broke his one golden rule. You know, Tom doesn't show up for training camp and is more important with his TB12 and his Tom versus time. And obviously, Belichick, whose legacy is set, it has pretty much resigned to, yeah, fuck this. The bloom is off the rose. It, it really is, they're, and they're all they're, they're, the three of them are standing in front of a fan having a pissing contest. Um, just a brief mention: uh, the Red Sox are having a record-breaking season, right? And I don't care at all. I mean, I, I like it. the The kid in me, it's like the frost, frosted mini wheats commercial. The kid in me really likes that the Red Sox have won at least 107 games. What are they up to? 108 games? No, 107 because they've lost the last two games by double digits to the Yankees. Oh, okay, great. Uh, the Yankees are still a wild card. Right? Yankees will host on Wednesday a wild card game against Oakland. Yep. Yankees today broke the record 
for most home runs hit in the season by a team. Wow. And, and, and the two-time Cy Young award-winning pitcher Chris Sale by the Red Sox completely breaking down. Yeah. Like, like Great. literally pitched three innings the other day and gave up like eight runs. It's a good way to head into the playoffs. But the regular I, season means nothing. I know, seriously. But it's, uh, it, honestly, I kind of, if they, if, I will watch it, obviously, if they make it to, like, uh, a kind of a showdown. Uh, if they make it to the divisional finals where it's Red Sox-Yankees, I'm in. Let me know how it works. I'll hear about it, but I still... I'll watch. I mean, like, I mean, just, I gotta root for the, like, 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 like Seinfeld, I'm rooting for the laundry. I, I jumped off the bandwagon after 2011, and three years later, they won the World Series, and I, I, I haven't seen a pitch. I mean, I hear because I listen to sports radio, I can't not know the players and stuff, but I am. I The franchise, like baseball is dead to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there was a World Series or a game, whatever, maybe. I don't think I can name two Yankees. I didn't watch the 2013 World Series at all. Yeah. I, I, at all. Like, and, now, and, I, and I was like beside myself in 04. I was beside myself I in 07. Yeah. I literally, oh, yeah. I mean, I remember being in a sports bar. In LA with management and calling our old friend Kim, my 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 friend Kim from college, um, who we probably went to fifty Sox games together. We sublet an apartment in Alston for two years, pretty much so we could walk to Sox games. Um, and I remember like just calling her and both of us crying, you know, on the phone. Even in two thousand seven, my little guy was born in September, and I remember I was with two guys from F and H in management at a Hooters. In uh, Santa Monica, holding him. Like, literally, I remember, like, the last at-bat I wanted to pick up and physically be holding my son while watching a World Series. Luckily, you didn't spike him when they won. You don't know that. You don't call <laughs> bouncing baby boys for nothing. You know, have you seen his math scores? <laughs> what did you cry more at? The winning of the World Series in 04 or the birth of your son in 07? No comment. <laughs> Look, I didn't go my whole life without my son. <laughs> yeah. um, uh-huh. Well, you know what? That that is pretty gritty of you. It's uh, it's uh, <laughs> I'm trying to segue. What into a segue! Okay, if you're not a sports fan, if you're not a, I'm not. Yeah, do you see gritty? Of course. Okay, gritty is the uh, the Philadelphia Flyers' new mascot. <laughs> and who are the Philadelphia Flyers for those uninitiated? Well. <clears throat> The NHL expanded from <laughs> 16 to 12 in 1968. The Flyers became one of those franchises who went on to be the first expansion franchise to win a cup, winning it back-to-back in 74 and 75, sadly winning it in 74 against a one-legged Bobby Orr with brute, in six games. With nothing but brute force. The Broad Street Bullies. Uh, fun fact about that team, in 1976, uh, the Soviet Union sent the Red Army team to play 12 NHL teams. They went home with a record of I or was it was it 10 games? They went home with a record of 9-0 oh, and 1. Like nine wins, zero losses, one tie. What's interesting about that, almost that exact same team, that team that beat 9 out of 10 NHL teams, that's the team that the U.S. Olympic team beat in 1980, four years later. Almost, like, out of that 20-man roster, there were 16 of the same players on it. That's wow. an NHL. No, that's not an NHL team. That's a dominant NHL team, that Russia team. Um, they would not come out of the locker room after the first period with the Flyers. Wow. They, they, they won it. And basically, 
every like it was this big thing, and the league had to come down and tell the Flyers, leave leave him alone. <laughs> don't don't st- st- stop. St- Ease up on the stop ruskies. Um, you know, I not ha- so hot. I hate the seventy Flyers. You know, because of um. Because they beat the Bruins in two cups, we're uh, not here to bash the Flyers. We're here to bash the Flyers' new mascot. But uh, but I, but I will say, uh, uh, Clark, their captain, if it's Google Clark Cup picture, it's one of the most iconic pictures. It's him smiling ear to ear, no teeth. It's like absolutely one of my favorite hockey pictures. Okay, so gritty is the Flyers' new mascot, and. Uh, Jumping a little ahead to Joe's random video game review and video game section of the podcast, he truly looks like a demon creature out of Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, please, Joe, tell me I'm close to being wrong. I mean, is gritty not the things that nightmares are made of? It is absolutely the nightmare. Uh, the, yeah. Like, it's um, it's almost like if Dr. Teeth and Animal from Muppet Show, like, fucked and procreated, and then Donald Trump got in at the last second and injected some of his sperm. <laughs> right. Like, that's what would come out of this. It, it's scary. I mean, you think of Wally, you know, the Red Sox, right. you know, thing, or, or, you know, Arthur, the mascot for the Pirates. Or the, the, the Mets fanatic. Right. Well, no, that's I mean, the, the Philly, Philly fanatic. fanatic. Yeah, the Philly fanatic. Is I was like, thinking of Mr. Matt. That that's um yeah, Mr. Matt. Like you know you know Philly uh, fanatic's pretty fucked up. Pretty fanatic's fucked up, and that's more of a um cross like a a, a huff H and R huff and puff like puffin stuff puffin stuff like an LSD kind of like what if we mixed like a bird with a vuvuzela dream kind of <laughs> uh, but gritty dude that just is fucked up yeah like they the, the Philly fans that's basically the Philadelphia saying fuck you rest of the NHL this is who our Matt this is who represents us good luck sleeping yeah right um, can't sleep gritty will eat me so can't the, sleep uh, you lead me. <laughs> so the last, the last, uh, the last sport thing I want to bring up real quick. Something current. Um, I w- I hate you, <laughs> but you know I was talking about that uh, football for a dollar that USFL book. Did I get into uh, the people who did the weekly wrap up show this week in the USFL? No. So they did a weekly show, and towards the end of the run of the USFL, as the Court cases going, and it pretty much looked like there wasn't going to be a fourth season, and they literally ran out of money. They went back to the two guys who produced the show. We can't pay you. I'm sorry, but you can just have the you can just have the library. And they were like, "Fuck you!" You know, you owe us twenty five thousand dollars. You know, eighty four something like that. And and the the guy, the head of the NF, the head of the USFL, told him. You're not getting any money. We don't have any money to give you. You will call me in five years and thank me. And the guy uh, who I just heard, you know, following up the interview I heard from the book, uh, he averaged, he says he averages, each one of them average over $100,000 a year. And he went down the list of, and he did, he rattled off 50, 60 shows, which you've seen and I've seen. Every time somebody's watching a football game, it's always USFL clips. And, and, and my favorite one, because I told management this, and she was like, I'm like, I got a sports story that you find interesting. And she's like, I'll be the judge of that. We love when SpongeBob uh, SpongeBob sings his song, Sweet Victory. It's this rock anthem, and Squidward is conducting it. And it's almost like a, a Music Man thing where this 
band that doesn't really play comes together and and does this thing at a football game and this is the it's a football game up uh what he said above sea level you know they come up in a bubble and they do this whole show and all the clips of the fans and the stands and stuff like that all xfl like i'm sorry usfl so these guys honestly have made well over because the the licensing an nfl clip to when somebody you know when uncle jesse on full house is watching the big game it's the usfl it's the usfl right because it's it's pennies on the dollar compared to nfl and Let's face it, if a close-up of a running back running up the middle and being tackled for a one-yard gain is uh, yeah. it's kind of in the background, it doesn't look any different. It's not like dated 40 years later. As long as you don't notice the big like ocean wave logo or but, whatever But even the if you notice it, like who notices those ocean wave right, logos? Right, right, right. You know, who knows? And by the ocean wave, are you referring to my beloved Boston Breakers? Is that really their logo? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! So, uh, so that's it on sports. Now... No, wait, 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 you kind of glossed over it. So, like, yeah. essentially, they turned down. So, back then, they turned down the opportunity to hold on to the rights of their. No, they got the library. Oh, like, no, they got the library. Right, right. They, they said, no, we want to be paid. And the USFL said, yeah, we'd love to pay you. That ain't happening. We offered you the library. Now we're just giving it to you. So if you want to sue us, you're going to get blood from a stone, and they're probably going to award you the only thing that we have that would apply to you, unless you want some old helmets and jock straps. <laughs> Don't know your fetish. But uh, but so the guys held on to the library and did. Over the last 40 years have repurposed it, or 30-plus years have repurposed it. And they're the only ones who have made hundreds of... Of thousands. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, at this point, yeah, millions, millions of dollars. Wow. Like if, if he says he's averaged 100 grand a year. Uh, just hold on to the publishing, baby. That's it. That's all it is. Okay. Now, uh, before we get into the random video rega- uh, review of the week, Tattletale. Uh, no, Telltale. Telltale. We, I'm going to say six or seven of their games. Um, the boys a few years ago really, really. And as I say, a few years ago, meaning three, and my little one's eight, meaning when he was five, I let him play the Walking Dead telltale game where you have to choose who's going to live, cut off your arm to survive or whatever. Yeah, right. Or cut off somebody else's arm so that you make it. Yeah, right. Right, exactly. Um, And they've fallen in love with like, oh, there was three installments and it was a little girl who became a teenager who's now a mom. Um, and they love like the little boy that she had that's growing up in this zombie. And for a year, they've been waiting for episode four to come out, which was supposed to come out next month. Um, how's that working out? Telltale Games, uh, the publisher of the esteemed Walking Dead video game franchise, um, uh, is closed. Yeah, they uh, apparently they're. They've been, I guess, hemorrhaging money. They've been licensing a lot. Like, they paid a, a lot of money over the years in licensing. They got Batman. They got Back to the yeah, Future. Yeah, we have one of the Batman games. They got uh, Back to the Future game was pretty successful, too. They got uh, Walking Dead. A couple of others that I'm not too familiar with, because I never really played the Telltale games. But I appreciate the sort of choose-your-own-adventure kind of... It's like a video game light. It's more of like a graphic novel, in a sense. But um, they apparently just shuttered their doors. Um, apparently their, their last big, like, like angel investor backed out. Minecraft, the, right? Yeah. But they had a Minecraft With, story uh, mode. Pat, uh, Pat Oswald. Right, right. Voice. They had like a, yeah, right. They had a Minecraft themed, uh, telltale game. So they put tons of money into like licensed games. And apparently from what I understand from behind the scenes, like 
they treated their Telltale Games uh, developers, they, they, they treated their employees poorly. Like, they didn't pay them a lot. Uh, they were not unionized. They were... Um, it was almost like the culture was... It was an honor for you to work for Telltale Games, that sort of thing. We're letting you work on Walking Dead. It's the same. It's the same with Disney. Disney also has the philosophy: we're going to put on your resume that you produce this Disney movie. It's look great on a resume. And Warner Brothers will then pay you a shitload of money. Right, right. This is like this is paying it forward, sort of thing. Right. Uh, whatever. Uh, and then, like, literally, at um, there was no notice. None. There was just like, here's a week's, here's your check for the week or something like that. That's it. Middle then, of the week. Goodbye. Don't come in tomorrow. Right. And that, that, so yeah, they, they, the Telltale Games is no longer. Um, they, they, like I said, there was some sort of like last minute, like backing out of a major like angel investor. Like they were waiting for some big like windfall of money to come from an investor that packed out. And um, they were forced to close their doors. And now the Walking Dead episode four game is. Mostly in limbo. I mean, if or or if w- it may not see the light of day, or maybe another developer will pick it up with other people to kind of fill in the cracks and f- try to round it out so they can publish it. But it's not the same. It won't. It won't be the same product as it was intended to be. As we were, Telltale. As we were talking, I was thinking, okay, I have the boys have three Walking Dead games we bought, and then the add-on packs and all that. We have two other story modes, the you know, so that's five in Batman. So yeah, six Telltale games we bought in the last few years. Um, and then what I found out about this just on Twitter, I saw people retweeting from other developers saying, "Hey, Telltale employees coming," and you in a couple you know sad stories like a couple developers who you know lived in New York and just packed up, moved their family there, right. And, like they, and that's the other things that they like, you're, like you're like you're just talking about is that the, the they packed up their they enticed developers people to come in to under the Telltale tent to work for them, kind of almost knowing that they were on the bubble that they that these employees that they're telling to pick up and move across the country to work for them they may not have a job in a couple of weeks and, or months. And if you're a developer, wait a minute, they have the Walking Dead franchise. They have the Batman franchise now, and you see what Rocksteady Rocksteady did with Rocksteady did the, the uh, Arkham, Arkham and how series. huge that was. They have Minecraft; they're tied in with mine. I mean, it's like, yeah, this is a great company. It's a you know, but you do you feel bad for the people who packed up the Winnebago, moved out there, and now they're unemployed in the most expensive place probably in the country to live is the Bay Area. Yeah, but that's how that's how I found out about Telltale because all the. Tweet, tweet a post from the other development people saying, "Hey, if you work to Telltale, direct message me." You know, um, yeah. So hopefully these people, but yeah, I hopefully they land on their feet because they're talented enough. But uh, it just sucks. It's just sort of like it, it shines a light on like how you know Telltale Games is sort of like a microcosm of how a lot of companies are run. Like a lot of how these big, big companies they don't get big by you know uh, holding up workers' rights. Um, yeah. The lights know. in Vegas weren't paid by. Uh, Winners. Yeah, exactly. So now, uh, before I go and get a video game um, game for you to review uh-huh. randomly, uh-huh. any other binding games this week? No, it was a pretty dry week. I, I, I I'm actually waiting for Mega Man 11 to come out this week. Um, it's it's a follow it's it, it's a follow up to the original Mega Man game franchise, hence the Mega Man 11, and it's coming out for the Switch and PS4. I played a demo of it. Uh, they released it on the Switch a couple of weeks ago. It could use some work. 
But it's a Mega Man game. I like the Mega Man series. My kids like the Mega Man series. That's your oldest's favorite, right? Isn't he, he a big? Yeah, he's like a big like right. There's a he likes the the, the song like the music in, in Mega Man. Um, there's a character in Mega Man called Proto Man who he he, he kind of is like enamored with. But uh, regardless of that, it's a fun like classic series. Updated graphics, same kind of gameplay. But the difficulty level for this, like in, at least in the demo, was like wow. Like this is like one level and it's 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 like twice as long than it, as any other Mega Man level usually is. Uh it was kind of glitchy. Yeah, it was a demo, but still it was kind of like, all right, this is supposed to be coming out in a month. Are they going to fix all these issues by the time it gets released? So, I don't know. I'm not too you know, I am a fool. Money will be parted with uh I probably will buy this within the first week or so. Full well knowing that there'll be 70 patches coming down the road. Um, that's just the way video games go nowadays. You buy in, like day one, you're gonna get a great experience, but you know, hold out for the you know, the uh, sometimes it's best to hold out for like the game of the year editions or something like that, or just wait a few months so that all the patches are, are released and you, you get a, a more uh, true experience. I like, I'm still playing the Mega, I'm oh, sorry, the Marvel Spider Man for PS4. Great game. Just a it, just a fun fun game. I haven't beaten it yet, um, but I'm you know I'm I'm chipping away at it, doing all those side missions. And it's funny because you do all these side missions and then you progress further in the story, and then it's like oh more side missions have been unlocked. I'm like this game never ends, so I I, I can't say higher praises for Marvel's Spider Man for PS4. If you don't have a PlayStation 4, um, good for you. You're saving three hundred bucks. But <laughs> if uh, you do what, buy play, uh, buy Spider Man Four. What platform will you get Mega Man on? Probably the Switch. It's Nintendo. It's portable. It's small. You know, like if it's. Do you like the Switch? Do you play more Switch games? Um, not as much. Are you wrestling it out of the hands of your fourteen-year-old? No, I'm not wrestling the systems out of my kids' hands. But I'm not playing a ton of games. Like I said, I'm playing more PS4 Spider-Man. But you know, I like the Zelda game that came out with the Switch. I haven't. I think I've beaten, I mean, I think I've done like 50% of that game. I haven't beaten the game. That game's a year and a half old. I haven't returned to it. So I'm fickle. But I did get the Nintendo Online service, like I said last week, which has that Nintendo Online, Nintendo Entertainment System emulator where you can get like 30 or 20 NES games on your Switch. So, you know, I, yeah, like I do like... If there's a choice between, like, when it comes to Mega Man 11, it's not like one of those games where it's not going to be, like, you have to play it on a PS4 because it's that big. You know, it's like a small enough game where, eh, if I'm going to get it for the any system, I'll get it for a portable system. I'll get it for the Switch. But the, the great thing about the Switch is you can plug it into the big screen. You're right. You just plop it in. You can, yeah, right, right. So there's that. Um, so never mind these new games. Give us something old, something last decade. Something last decade, <laughs> two dec, three decades old. Yeah, right, right, right. That's what. I, yeah, I'm talking 2000. So Jacques backing into the wall. He's knocked it down. He's picked up. He's picked it up again, and now he's going to my Nintendo Entertainment shelf, pulling a random video game wall. Man, what's he doing? Uh, he's struggling to get. It's tightly packed in there. He's got a game. Hello. Hey oh. So it's not RC Pro Am, and it's not Rambo. Oh God! It's got to be uh, bup bup bup. Let's see. R A uh, R R Is it Rad Racer? Oh, I love when you. Yay! It. I got it. Rad Racer for the Nintendo Entertainment System. This is one of like the first kind of black box games. 
It was... Um, For those who don't know what a black box game of is. Of course you wouldn't know because you're not a nerd. Um, a black box game is like the original like 20 games that kind of came out at launch. And this actually came out later. It wasn't like exactly like the first wave of games that made, was were made available to the U.S. Um, audience and when the Nintendo Entertainment System came out. <clears throat> But it's like the first kind of notable racing game for the Nintendo Entertainment System. It was actually developed by Square, who went on to develop Final Fantasy and those types of games. But um, this is like one of those third-person racing games. You're, it was, it's, um, it's okay. It's, it's sort of a classic in the sense that it was one of the first racing games available for the NES. Um, it had good gameplay. Uh, I've never really gotten far in this game. I mean, how far can you get in a racing game? But I was never able to co sort of complete a full course. Do you know what I mean? You'd have to hit checkpoints, and then if you didn't get to the next checkpoint fast enough, you would lose. Um, this game also featured 3D, kind of shitty 3D. It came with, like, the blue and red 3D glasses that um, if you hit the select button, it would 3 Dify the image. So if you put on the glasses, it, it kind of, if you look, really hard and you were drunk enough it looked like the you were playing in 3d um but it was part of their sports series for the nintendo entertainment system back in the day came out in 87 um it's a classic i uh, would give this a thumbs up worth a replay for nostalgia purposes um and then i would say that if you were to buy it uh, am, I, am I doing the review from Pat the NES Punk first? I, I, I want to show you what they're saying. Yeah. What do you think if you were to buy it? If I were to buy it on eBay, it would, it, a cart only, it probably goes for like $7. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm being generous with the $7. Uh, yeah. six eight six $6.14. Yeah. <laughs> How much? Six fourteen. Yeah, there you go. Nice. All right, dude, that number comes up way <laughs> too much. Yeah, right. For, for you beyonded numerologists out there, that, that means something. This is important. So now let's see what Pat the NES Punk says in his ultimate Nintendo guide about Ridge Ra Rad Racer, not Ridge Racer, Rad Racer. Rad Racer, he gave it three and a half stars out of five. It, uh, reviewed by Pat Contry, he says, In this racing game, the player chooses either a Ferrari or an F1 racer and must rally through eight different courses, complete with checkpoints. It's a race against the clock while avoiding other cars and obstacles on the side of the road. So, it's a, it's a game that should be played if you're, um, in 1987. Uh, do you feel a little cheated? When you read a review out of that book and it's not from Pat Country, no, I, I do. I, oh, you think maybe you, I don't feel a little cheated, but I feel it's more authentic. Oh, man, he reviewed this game, right? Oh, okay, all right, you feel that right. connection, right? Right, you know, I did not say hi to him when I saw him at the Retro World Expo, I saw him, but I did not say hi to him, and so you know, he's probably crying. I'll always regret by wiping his tears with hundred dollar bills <laughs> right now. Um, I not only do I love when we do the review and you guess which game it is out of the 400 games behind me by looking at the space and you can guess. I love when you guess what game it is. And I really enjoy it, as I do believe most of the listeners do, when you've played the game. Yeah. <laughs> That's an added bonus. Oh, he knows what he's talking about, kind of. Are you, uh, what do you, what did you watch this week? What are you recommending? What did I watch this week? Um, 
cheat. Not a whole lot of streaming. I'm just kind of like, uh, yeah, like whatever's on. Like this has been kind of a lazy TV viewing week. They're showing reruns of Doctor Who now on BBC America because the new Doctor Who is dropping next Sunday, the 7th. And it's the first female Doctor Who being portrayed. So that's pretty exciting. She's the 13th Doctor. I didn't get into Doctor Who until my wife introduced me to it in 2005 when they rebooted it. She was a big Doctor Who fan. And she loves watching Doctor Who reboot. Like, that's like her... Like, I'll watch... If Goodfellas or Back to the Future comes on, I'll keep it on in the background as a little background noise. That's what she does with Doctor Who. It's on. It's nonstop. And if it's on TV, it's on our TV. So that's kind of, I guess, what I've been watching lately that and game shows oh, always game shows um me absolutely nothing great uh except well i haven't even watched like the kavanaugh hearings and stuff like that um i i'm on this thing uh that which we talked about a, a couple weeks ago where i replayed arkham city uh 100 percent in it sweet ladies, ladies. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um, by the way i decided when last week you said you 100%ed it, I went back to my old save states in Arkham City on the Xbox 360, and I'm like, 67%. Not too shabby, because I only have a couple of, like, Riddler challenges to kind of go through. Basically, it's all the Riddler challenges and all, like, the, the fighting challenges. Yeah, the 440 Riddler challenge trophies. And, or, I, I, I got the trophies. I got all the trophies. You got all the trophies. You're right. It's just, like, the like the combo challenges. Th- those are my fun things, like, the, where you have to... Um, like, zip line without touching the ground five times, that kind of thing. That kind of, yeah. Yeah, no, those, a couple of those. Yeah. Th- honestly, one of those was a good day. A good day. Pushing 50 and over the course of like three weeks must have spent eight hours, like a, a full work day trying to get those one of those flying challenges. You say good day, I say great day. To my to my credit, sidebar, there should be no credit given to video game playing to a guy 50 at all in any way, shape, or form. But not one controller was thrown against a wall. Great. <laughs> you know, I'm growing. So yeah, right. So you're only replacing systems, not controllers. Shut it. <laughs> Shut it. Shut it. Uh, but this week, I haven't watched anything because I've been listening. I've been streaming, you know, MSNBC, listening to the, all the talk and the analysts and all, while playing Arkham Origins. <gasps> you so. mean the black sheep of the Arkham pseudo trilogy? You know, it's... it's. I liked it. It's Yeah. I liked it when it came out. And honestly... I want to know why, like... You know, I've stopped listening to some podcasts that I used to like because it's nerds finding things they don't like about the things they love. Just out of, like, having to do so. Like, to do it, to just to do it. Like, Let me tell you why Infinity War sucked. Right, right. Let me kick you in the nuts. Right, like, <laughs> remember that fun thing you had, the, 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 the joy you had watching the new Star Wars movies? Here's why you're a dork for doing that. Right. That's not how Han Solo got his... Na- what? Yeah. You know? Did I love Solo? No. Oh, by the way, it's come out on digital. Have you already bought it? Don't judge me. No, no, I want to know so I can watch it. (laughs) Just enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but I have. I and and uh, and the you know and it's it's fun because like the boys love the Batman games and the little guy has reverted back to only dressing and you know Robin and Batman outfits now. Um, it's October. It's us. It's not. You know. I mean. It's, no, but it's, now it's October. Now you it is. Step up your game. Which, by the way, we did step up our game. We sidebar have our own front lawn for the first time in our lives. Uh, boys came home from school the other day. 
Uh, and there was one of those big inflatable um, horse-drawn pumpkin carriages being driven by Grim Reaper. There's a six and a half foot tall Grim Reaper with a what do you call those the, the, the axe that he carries? Oh, the the scythe. Scythe. Uh, you know, yeah, you yeah. know that, that there's a little trigger on it that when you walk past it, he talks to you and tells you running's inevitable. It's like you feel lucky. You should. This is your day. You know, um, a, a full size skeleton. We just bought a skeleton, and then in the kids section, I saw a pirate outfit. I'm like. Okay, you know, I'm gonna not, you know, notch it up a bit. Like, yes, I'm cosplaying with my uh, with my new skeletons to spruce things up, and I do like musicals. Draw your own conclusions. <laughs> uh, also, got uh, you know, it says it, now. This is the kind of creepy but funny yet sad thing. We got one of these skeleton hell dogs that you walk right right by the front door that howls when you walk by and I slide bread. If our dog Loki was to be eradicated in a nuclear blast and only to be bones, that's what he looks like. And it's wow. like when we saw it, we're like, "Oh, that's really sad." Let's, Let's get, get it, it. <laughs> you know. Um, but back to what I've been watching. All I'm watching is Arkham Origins, and it's a it's a good story. Uh, and again, and by watching you mean playing, playing relentlessly. Yeah, I won't hundred percent this because it is a lot of the challenges are. And and you think the story's done, and you go back, and it's like, as you're playing the game, um, oh, you get a police call. You interrupt a police. You hear a police call. That, oh, this is happening, and there's nobody to go check it out, this body. So you got to fly across the city. And, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, it, but it's fun. The story's good. But that's all I've been watching. Like, that and the Kavanaugh and the drama and uh, scene. I'm looking forward to when I finish uh, – you know, playing when we all, all three of us in the house that play Marvel Spider Man, uh, finish it and get sick of it, so I can hand it off to you, so you can play it because it's um, it's really good. Did I mention it's good? Yeah, and it's surprising that it's um, PS only. Well, it's Sony. You know, Sony right. owns the, the the rights to the Spider Man movies, but it's going to be like game. Well, I guess that. Um, I mean. They don't license Mario stuff to the PS Network no. or the Xbox. No, it's so. like Nintendo. Yeah, right. But uh, no, it's just a, it's good. I don't think it's on PC. I think it's really PS4 only. PS4 only. Yeah. A parenting tip of the week to end with the folks, Joe? Uh, yeah, give us one. Uh, <laughs> little guy. I mean, the tough thing about his school is he gets on the bus now. Like last year, we left the house at about 8.50. We could leave at 9. I could get them there on time. Um. If you're not uh, early, you're late. But you could leave at 8.50, was usually the wheelhouse. Now he gets on the bus at five minutes of seven. That's brutal because he comes home at the same – he actually gets home after his brother. So by the time we go pick up his brother and get home, his brother gets out at 3.25. We're home by quarter four. He gets off the bus about 4.10. It's a long ass – and – Then he's got homework. I'm going to say – Yeah. And it's like in the first, so far, I'm going to say two or three, maybe four, but I'm going to say three to be safe. The bus driver has to go to the back of the bus and wake him up. I mean, the poor kid is is done. So the other morning, he's like, can I have ice cream for for breakfast? Um, I'm I'm I'm. I'm proud and safe in saying, because I know management isn't listening. Yes, he had mint chocolate chip ice cream. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, you know. 
that guy. So I made him eat half a banana first. Then he could have his ice cream before getting on the bus. Um, and he had asked like last week, it's like, can I miss a day? I'm like, well, let's, let's see how you do. And then the other day I'm like, uh, just went and picked him up halfway through the day. I asked, it's like, what time is a cutoff between being absence and an early dismissal? I got there at like 11, 15, like 11, 30. I will sit there for the next 15 minutes and just let him come home. And we just spent the day because some, you know, to quote, uh, risky business. Sometimes you just have to say, what the fuck? I, yes. I use that a lot, but. Yeah. Well, I like to quote Ferris Bueller when you say, you got to stop and smell the roses sometimes. Right. I mean, so that that's my parenting tip. It's like the the other one. And here's the fucked up thing. I, I have to talk to my, my sister about this. When we got back and went to school, the oldest one hated it. Like, like went to school screaming, crying, screaming. Like every night we'll go to bed crying. Can I please miss tomorrow? Can I please skip? Can I, can I take a half day, please? Like anything but happy birthday, <laughs> not happy birthday every day. It was, it was miserable. And when we first got back here and we were staying with my sister, she's the only one who can really know how prevalent that was. Uh, he says the other day, it's like his birthday was, was a little over a week ago. It's like, you can miss on your birthday. Well, there's something this day. He didn't want to miss because they were doing a movie thing at school. And it's like, okay, well, we'll pick a day next week. You know, mama doesn't start her new job for another week. Let's just skip a day. And then the next week rolls around and goes, can I do a half day? Because I want to have perfect attendance. Yeah, the look you gave me was the same look. <laughs> you know, the what are you talking about, Willis look. Um, and then his brother's like, yeah, but I was going to miss the day, too. <laughs> it's like, you know, don't pull me down into your ass-kissing, polished the apple, put it on the teacher's desk bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's how things have changed. But that's my parenting tip is just fucking enjoy it. Okay. Just give your kids ice cream in the morning. Why not? Yeah. Diabetes, schmiabetes. <laughs> They're young. They'll burn it off. Yeah. You know, he did jiu-jitsu three times this week and did baseball today. Did he like any of that? No. But did he do it? Yes. So Good for you, Noah. You're a good dad. Um, all right. Don't tell management. No, no, no. Please. <laughs> I... So that's it. That was a supersized podcast. We're at like a minute 50-ish. I mean, an hour 50-ish, rather. A minute 50, I wish. Or I'd be like, I'd be scared. I'd be like, wow, that was the longest minute 50 ever. So, uh, you know what, what? But let's let's still, let's still, because our, our friend Sean has enjoyed us going out with tunes. We are going out with the Beyond Id version of Standard Practices, not that watered down, um, you know, uh, uh, sissy version that Dan Cray decided to release on his own a few years back. P.U. Yeah, this, this, this is the one that, you know... This I've is, never this, heard either yeah. version. You know. have. You, when you hear it, you'll be like, oh, That's that song. song got me through that hard time in my life when I heard that song. Which is me editing this podcast. <laughs> so standard practices that Jack will surely forward to me via email you know, post haste, so I will include it at the end of the song, and you're not going to be hearing the Benny Hill theme in its place. Not a bad substitute. <laughs> so, Jacques, any last words? Anything that you want to say? Oh, uh, I, going down the rundown, I forgot to mention. Oh, here it is. Jew, do not forget. Spoke before I raised my hand. The ritual eludes me once again. There's a problem here. 
tell me where it goes And I'm afraid There's always something else Why discuss it when There's still room in the back On the bottom shelf You try to fight it And all you get is bruise And everyone's amazed I'm just confused Part of me is always falling out of me And I wouldn't mind But they all look so concerned And once the rest of me Begins to get the best of me I'll gather up the poetry See if bullshit burns don't try to fight it It's easier to lose Everyone's disgusted I'm abused It's all standard practices the paper cut, the alphabetic kiss We both know what it is But it's not working I'm not the norm I used to be I don't know what went wrong with me I waited on epiphany But nothing really changed And they said it sucks but there's nothing you can do While they got fucked I did my best to get used While they got fucked I did my best to get used Working. It's not working. 